You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sports Day. The all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yeah, good evening. One more sleep to the grand final for Budget Khan. Truck rental, moving house, 13-27-27. Get on the road faster, 13-27-27. This is Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey. So welcome, the great man, Malcolm Jack Blight. Blighty, how are you? Hello, David Lockwood and Wildey. Yeah, look, thank you. Great day today after the week that we've had. But, David, um, I, I just want to say something at the start of the show tonight, and you're well aware of this, but I, I thought I'd just do this at the start. So if any people out there are listening, it's been announced that there are new radio rights for the yes. AFL. Yep. And you're fully aware of that, and yep. I think a lot of people are. And Sports Day SA, the show that we're doing, David, will no longer be broadcast on 5AA. So it's uh, after the end of October. You'll still be here, but I, I, I leave. So, so thank you, David. Thank you very much indeed. And everyone involved for the past five years – this will be my final hour on this network. Yeah, it's been um, – how quickly has it gone? I, You've done five years. I think yep. I've been with you for four well, years yeah. and three months, and it's flown. So, yeah, the, that was the deal. Um, 5AA knew it was six years. Uh, I think Kane and Ben Hart did the first year. It, so right. it, it's no real surprise, and uh, I'm sure you'll bob up somewhere else anyhow. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've loved it. loved every minute with yep. you, and we've had a lot of fun. I've learnt a lot from you. <laughs> But I still think you've got that bit of rain, man. I'm still trying to work out genius or lunatic. I've, I've, I've gone to genius. Have you? Yeah, you know how it t- uh, sort of – Thank you. Uh, I, think, I, I, I think that's better than, <laughs> better than lunatic. The rain, man, I've yeah. gone to genius. Yeah. But, I mean, Sports Day will continue probably somewhere else. In fact, it will yeah. continue somewhere else. Um, and, uh, yeah, so today, uh, grand final week, uh, it's been great. But there's two teams playing in a grand final, more yeah. importantly. Can, can than, I ask you a question? Yes, um, you can. And we've got Dizzy Gillespie on tonight and two, and James Fantasia oh, from, from North Footy Club. Oh, fantastic. He'd still be on a high. You put the Malcolm um, Malcolm's hat on, the coaching hat, for the last time on this show anyhow, and you've got Geelong and Sydney. Is it clear cut? To me, it looks like a, just a great game of footy, and I hope it is. I think if there's going to be a blowout, it will be Geelong that do blow the game out. But where do you see it? You've got the two teams at your disposal. Uh, yeah. I, look, uh, up front – I think Geelong win. Now, the reason why I think that is, like everybody, they've been the best team throughout the year. doesn't always mean you win. They've won 15 in a row, David, 15 in a row. The mighty Swans have won nine in a row. Their form over the back half of the year probably are the best two teams. Oh, yeah. I, Melbourne I dropped so. right away. Lost a game for yeah. three months. It's, it's, it is incredible. They are two very good sides. They're, they're coaches – they're remarkable performances, what Chris Scott's done to get Geelong. The oldest, it'll be the oldest team. Average age is going to be over 28. Amazing, amazing how that's all happened. And the Swans, well, John Longmore, I, I, they've, 
put three or four young players into the team. Only that's all, but Golden, that's all you need. Warner, these yeah, sort of yeah guys. all those sort of guys. You can't see it being a blowout. But as I said last night, and I've said for 10 40 years, points 40 points average. I think it might be one of those that perhaps doesn't go that way. I We talk about the midfield. We've always talked about the midfield. If you go man on man in the midfield, I think Geelong are a fraction better. And there's two reasons for that. I think that Dangerfield has an upside. They've carried him along nicely. His form last week was unbelievable. And what I know about Patrick Dangerfield is that when he actually gets in form, he can stay in form. You know, he's a yeah, really he's good got player. his body right. Yeah. And Joel Selwood, mate, I, I can't imagine him leaving anything on the table. You've got the Guthrie boys. You've got, you've got Mitch Duncan, who I think is is always underrated. I, I just think they're terrific. And you love Jeremy Cameron. Oh, uh, and Jeremy Cameron. I had a look at his stats in the 2019 Grand Final. He, he actually only had two disposals to half time when GWS only kicked three goals for the game. I mean, he'll be busting. He'll be busting. One of those a was a goal, though. He kicked if, it, only yeah. kicked three for the game. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think they may have a couple more match winners, Geelong, and they're, they're seasoned, aren't they? They are absolutely seasoned, ready to go. So. So you're going Geelong. What do you think? Fairly close? Yeah, I'd, I'd say that. I've always, Under four goal? Yeah, I, I, I love the 27-point margin. I, I'm not it's sure. just over four. Yeah. I don't know why. Over the years, and um, perhaps because you played in a grand the final. The line's 12 points. So oh, is it really? If you believe Geelong, if you like Geelong, you've got to give uh, a 12-point start. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's, um, that's the way I'd go too. I'd go Geelong the line. Now, the other thing they're going to do, last week Chris Scott played a ruckman at the back like – we did for the first 50 years. And most commentators said, geez, what look a genius. Yeah, look at that. I mean, we've been doing, we've been saying that for a long time, David, and do it. So I think that they'll do something different. Maybe Hickey will do something different to what – Follow the man that goes, goes back, back when you yeah. have to. Uh, just have a look. And they'll all try and play an extra one around the ball or an extra one behind the ball. That's all they ever do now, seem to do that. So it'll be one extra and always look for that. Let's go to Troy, been a great contributor for our show for the last four years. Fantastic from W. Hi, Troy. Hey, boys. Hey, Mark, my dear, I wasn't serious on Monday when I told you to enjoy your long service, Lee. Come on. <laughs> don't, don't be like that. <laughs> hey, come no, th- on. Troy, things change, and uh, obviously the rights have changed things. Double uh, A are doing something, and the group that we work for, uh, SEN, are doing yeah. something different. So... Um, and yeah. and they've matched up over the last six years. Now they're they're parting ways, and uh, it'll go different ways. Yep. Yeah, it's all it's all pro- progressing, mate. And yep. um, to both you blokes, I really do. Um, and Sammy, Sammy's an absolutely brilliant producer. I don't have to tell you boys that because he's about the only one in the whole of Australia that'll actually let me have my say to a certain extent. But I do really appreciate you boys Let me the airtime, and I really do take notice of what you boys have to say, you know. I know some of my questions are a bit far out, way out or whatever, but I do appreciate you letting me come on the air, boys. Thank you very much. Troy, just before you go, actually I was talking to Sam today about yourself and, and John, you know, from Port Augusta. I, I actually yeah. say, I think you actually talk with passion and you actually understand the game fair bit, you know, I think – your knowledge of the game and sport is 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 really good, and that's why you get on because you do come from different angles at some stage. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Malcolm, you love your winning numbers. Oh, Roger yeah. Roger Federer. Yeah. Yeah, Roger Federer. What's his winning percentage? 
is it 70 something? 82. I was going to say 79. Oh, three percent out. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that awesome? Oh, fantastic! Hey? Unbelievable! That's absolutely brilliant. And, yeah. and Troy, boys. Troy, you'll be able to speak with Malcolm and, and myself on whether it be the same station, not no doubt down the track. But yeah. hello, John. No, it wouldn't be a show without John too. Hi, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to say, but thanks for your efforts, Malcolm. I've learned a lot about various sports from your good self, and appreciate your thoughts. You, I'll be honest, you gave me two of the saddest days of my life, 98. <laughs> Big important, man. But I have respect for you. I mean, you're one of the most, sadly, obviously, you're one of the most brilliant players ever, Grace, you a great game, and a master coach and all the rest of it. So you'll be mixed. I've enjoyed your thoughts, and um, I've got a lot to say. But, um, yeah, no, thanks for your efforts, and um, might spin down the track one day. Who knows? Good on you, John. Thank you. Thanks, thanks John. Johnny Thank also you. been a big part of the show. We might go to a break, uh, come back uh, shortly. As I said, uh, James Fantasia will join us. And Dizzy Gillespie, the cricket star, I think the cricket starts next Monday, yeah, would you believe? Uh, Lumo SA, powering local footy and fans in South Australia, switch to them today. That's Lumo and the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Yes, from the Malcolm Blight countdown, only a couple more segments for him. For expert car service, you can book online at Repco. You can rely on your local Repco authorised service centre. Just a quick one, too, on the Betfair lay-bin. You play your way on the AFL Grand Final Betfair. Remember, gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. What you can do if you don't think uh, Geelong can win. Wow. Strange um, audio that, but uh, I thought it might have been a bit more uplifting. Anyhow, um, what you can do if you don't think Geelong will win, you can lay them. Yep. You don't have to back them at the short odds. You can actually lay them at short odds or or vice versa with Sydney. So that's all to do with Betfair. Let's go to John. A question on Hawthorne. Hello, John. Oh, g'day, gents. Uh, I just want to talk about the uh, allegations coming out of Hawthorne now. Uh, I just can't help but think, um, you know, that the coaches there may be victims of the way society is and how woke it's gone. And I, I just wanted to get your your guys' opinion. The fact that it wasn't a Bergen or Rioli making the allegations, it's a no-name player that never made it. Do you think that lacks, that, you know, points to him lacking credibility? John, I'm not, I don't know who it is. I don't know if there's one, two or I've three. I've heard names, names, but we're not going to obviously no. mention names. So, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think if, if, if that allegation's been made and it's true, well, that's fine. But if it's not, I don't know why they'd say that. And that's, I, I just don't Or it. has it been miscon, misconstrued? Yeah, I reckon We, we, don't, we I, don't know. And this will yeah. come out in the, yeah. in the wash. But I, I still I say what I said last night. Um, you said Fagan was distraught and he was. Now... I don't think you can act like that if you if you genuinely believe no. and and all the indigenous boys at um, uh, up at Brisbane oh, love Fagan yeah, like uh, and and I said Clarkson I just can't imagine anyone saying that so this will come out um, Mark in the wash but was it was Mark wasn't it right? uh, John John sorry come out in the wash and and I, I I just hope that Clarkson and and Fagan get a fair hearing too because you're right any allegations can stick. Yeah. They don't have to be right. No, you throw enough mud, some sticks. Hello, Tom. Oh, how you going, boys? Oh, Herb, you're moving on, mate. <laughs> yes, yes. No, well, 
Uh, yeah, oh. it's all part of the negotiation oh. with the radio rights, mate. So the the, the, the two businesses oh, right. are splitting. So uh, yeah, we, 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 we're going to go different ways. Oh, so you're going to be part of the SEN? Yep. You're, oh, all right. Well, anyhow, yeah, it's been good having a chat to you. You make you know, a lot of sense in that. So, yeah, so just hoping, yeah, I may catch you another time and, yeah. Good on you. Thanks, good, Tom. Mate. Good on you. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Tom. Tom's a, uh, what do they always say, mad blues fan, but or mad crows <laughs> fan or mad. Uh, he's a blues fan and he's also solid, been part of this solid, show. Solid blue. Solid, solid citizen. So, um, yeah, we've got a couple of minutes to talk about the, the game too. Look, yeah, I'm I, looking I, forward I, to I, it. I heard it was announced today, David. This is, this, I mean, it just gave me a little tickle. We've mentioned Joel Selwood many times, How you know what a great captain, 350 games, yep. what an ornament to the game. He, he's actually running out onto the ground with oh, Gary Ellett Jr.'s son, Levi Ablett. I who, shed a tear there. Because uh, he's got a limited life expectancy. Yeah, yeah he's, you know, he's obviously a special... Rare, he's got a rare disease, hasn't yes, he? Yes, he has special needs kid, Levi. And uh, so uh, Joel Selwood... Unbelievable. He won that award on Brownlow yeah. Night for this community stuff. And this is just typical of, of Joel. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, we'll get a lump in our throat, I'm sure. He's he's done a lot of stuff off-field, hasn't he, Joel? Yeah. Um, he's a tough leader, and we've seen a lot of gear Travis Boak does for Port Adelaide too with yep. the Cancer yep. Association. He's been there for many years. But, yeah, Gary Ablett and his wife, you've got a feel for them, and he's just a delightful-looking kid. Yeah, I saw a photo of him. Um, so for Joel to do that, and obviously Gary, a good mate of his, it's going to be a thrill for the young man, isn't it? It is, and I'm sure the Cats players will be up there, and they'll be up and about because of it. And, gee, I still, I still love the way Sydney have done it. I know they're two great teams, aren't they? Yeah, this uh, Shane Crawford won his first flag in his 305th game. The only player to win their first premiership after having played 300. Of course, Patrick Dangerfield playing 303 tomorrow. Isn't that just amazing? Yeah, he's got a chance. They're there. You know what? They're the only ones that can. I think you're right, though. He's cherry ripe and, oh, and cherry. absolutely ready to go, just like we are to a break in a moment. Uh, we've still got Dizzy Gillespie to come, and we'll find out what's happening with the Redbacks and the T20 but on the other side, we'll speak with a man that cannot get the smile off his face. Norwood got home by point. I can't believe it. One point. Back with James Fantasia shortly. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildey for weeks. Homes, discover different. And Adelaide Auto 4x4, get 15% off your first purchase. That's right. Adelaide Auto, 15% off your first purchase right up until September 30. Well, I know it's the grand final tomorrow, but cricket's not far away. I think no. next Monday, no, um, the Redbacks play Queensland in a one day, followed by Tasmania. And their master coach joins us now, Jason Dizzy Gillespie. Dizzy, thanks for your time. How are you? I'm really uh, good, thanks, Wilds, and uh, good day, Blighty. How you going? Can you, are you just itching to get your teeth into it? I mean, you, you practice and you practice, but the real games are starting next week. Yeah, spot on, Wilds. You, you do a lot of practice in uh, pre-season. Like, like all, all sports, you, you spend a lot of time uh, working on specific skills, specific areas of improvement, and then you put that into practice in pre-season games and, uh, you know, look, we're ready to go. Uh, the boys are in really good spirits, uh, really good shape. They've, they've put a lot of specific work into areas that we, we think we can improve on and, and the guys are just uh, chomping at a bit, ready to go. I know in the short form you've re- you retained Rashid Khan and you've picked up Chris Lynn, which is a great signing. What about your overall squad, though? Is any one we should be watching out for in the Redback squad? 
Yeah, I mean, well, Rashid Khan and uh, Chris Lynn played for the Strikers, but yep. yeah, so yep. the Redbacks were, um, yeah, with the Redbacks, so we've made some uh, key recruits um, over over the off season. So I suppose one of them is Harry Conway, a big, tall, fast bowler from New South Wales, yep. who uh, also plays for the Strikers. Um, you know, he's six foot eight. We, we feel he brings a point of difference. We, we really felt, Wilds, that. Um, with our bowling stocks, we needed to uh, really bolster those. Uh, we'll, we'll, the reason for that, we Joe Minnie retired. Uh, Kane Richardson relocated his family to Queensland. Dan Worrell took an opportunity to, to go and play county cricket as a local in the UK. And then the season before, we uh, chat size, uh, hung the boots up as well. So, so we've had a big turnover of, of bowling stocks, and we felt we needed to... Um, to just boost that, I suppose, over the last uh, little while. And, and Harry Conway is a, a piece of the puzzle there, as is Henry Thornton, who, who also is on the strikers list. So we, we feel that we've, we've added some real depth um, to our bowling. Uh, we've also added Ben, Men- ben Menenti, because um, we've had the one spinner on our staff in Lloyd Pope, uh, who, who's you know, learning and developing all the time and, and showing signs of improvement. But we just felt that another spin option um, to give us that flexibility, give us options. Um, ben Menenti fitted that bill, an off-spinning all-rounder. Jason, I don't think I've, I've ever asked this question. Uh, you know when you've, you've got the strikers, you've got the T20 stuff, you've got the one-day stuff, and you've also got the, the, the shield cricket. When you're yep. doing a program for, for coaching and actually training, how do you go about that? Do you actually split the group up or do you do it individually? How do you actually put those three together as a coach of, the, I guess, the South Australian teams? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a really good question. And, and the, the best way I suppose I can answer it um, is I'm head coach of South Australia where we play four-day cricket, Sheffield cricket, and the Marsh Cup, which is the one-day competition. Um, so all our pre-season, all our focus um, you know, for South Australia is, is on those two forms of the game. Um, where it's unique, I suppose, in, in Australian sport, when it comes down to like strikers, um, we have players not limited... With, we're not just South Australian players. We're a franchise, so we're we're actually separate from uh, South Australia as such. And we have players that represent other states uh, that represent the Adelaide Strikers. So to use an example, uh, Matt Short, who plays for Victoria in the Sheffield Shield, the one-day cup, he's an Adelaide Strikers player. So once um, the, the last round of Shield cricket, I think it goes December 1 to 4, um, then... Players go back to their home states, have uh, get checked over by the medical staff and whatever, and then they get released to their big bash franchises. So then we get uh, players will come in around December seven, uh, and our overseas players will come in as well, and we'll have about a week uh, together to build up to our first big bash game. So um, really, until we put all the plan in place in terms of the scheduling with uh, regards to training, travel, all this sort of stuff. Um, but really, we only have, for Big Bash, we only get players a week before the first game. And so it's really... And they've been playing cricket for their various states or countries or whatever around the country, around the world. Um, so we have that real short lead into the tournament. So it's quite unique in sport, I suppose. Yeah, it is too. And what about the contract situations, you know, the finances for the players? So that means they could have... They've got a contract with SA Cricket, which is you, and then they've got a contract for the strikers, and they're two different sets of rules. That's exactly right. So uh, to use Matt Short as an example, he would have a contract with Victorian Cricket, 
to play Sheffield Shield and uh, One Day Crew for Victoria, and he has a completely separate uh, contract and negotiation process to sign and uh, with a Big Bash franchise, and we're fortunate enough to have him on board. So he'd have two separate contracts, um, you know, to play. Uh, professional cricket in Australia. Yeah, Dizzy, COVID smashed the Big Bash in the last couple of years and been a lot of grumbling saying the, the talent wasn't there, the standard wasn't there, too many games, this and that. You're confident now with a lot of the um, Aussie players coming back to play and the recruits you've got from overseas is going to really lift the standard this year? Yeah, look, I think the standard has been good. You know, we, we see media reports and questioning the, the validity and that. I, I think it's a little bit on Cricket Australia as well to... You know, there's a lot of talk about overseas players and the like. We've got some wonderful, wonderfully talented cricketers in our own country, and I just don't, who I just don't think get the airtime that um, that they possibly should. Um, you know, nothing wrong with us big bigging up our own domestic players. We've got some absolute stars in uh, domestic cricket here in Australia, and in the Big Bash in particular, you see um, a, a number, any number of players that are performing really well in the Big Bash for their franchise. Um, but seems to be all the focus that you know uh, the media focus on uh, overseas players and the Australian players that don't actually play a lot of big yeah. bash. <laughs> so, excuse me. So I think that's something that you know cricket Australia should really look at is looking to give airtime and um, lift the profile of our domestic players here in Australia because uh, you know there um, there are a lot of very fine players that that are, are strutting their stuff in the big bash. Uh, maybe they're not household names just yet, but Every every player starts as an unknown, don't they? Uh, in any sport, yeah. and sometimes it's just some good, a couple of good performances married up with a bit of a um, push in their profile, and then that creates some new heroes for the kids to look up to. Would you like to see it shortened? I mean, I love cricket, but I thought it, it dragged on, and I can't see why you can't play you know a game every second or third day, and that's what the people want. But do you think it went a bit long, Dizzy, or are they are they getting it right now? The the current format. Look, I think as it stands, Wilds, and look, I think that most people agree that a more condensed Big Bash is potentially the way most people want it. It seems to be the feedback from a lot of fans and the like and players. <laughs> Excuse me. I think at the moment, I think Cricket Australia hamstrung with the broadcast arrangements. The broadcast agreements are between a certain, in a certain period of time, a certain number of games... As a, as a coach myself, I, I certainly don't see a problem with us playing back-to-back games or, you know, three games over a weekend. I think we play multi-day cricket. We play 50-over cricket. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I don't see why we can't play two 20-20 games on a Saturday and one on a Sunday. That's 60-overs in the field, 60-overs of batting. We, we play 90-overs in a day of test cricket. We play that for five days in a row. So I don't necessarily see... Yes, the intensity, you could argue the intensities are a little bit different. However, um, you know, for me, I'd have no problem if the schedule showed that the Adelaide Strikers were to play back-to-back games on, on consecutive days. I'd be all for it. I don't, you'd have to ask the uh, Australian Cricketers Association and Cricket Australia whether they have an arrangement that you can't play two days in a row. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I, that's, that's a really, really, really good point. Now... I'd look back the strikers. I've been following for a lot of years. 07 they won last time. That was pretty interesting. Um, but can I, can I just, Jason Gillespie, the coach, have you changed anything? You've, you've had a summer, you've had a, you know, you've had a winter to think about it. Is there some things you want to add to your 
coaching style or even just technique to help the team? Is there anything that you've done to do that? Yeah, I, I suppose I, being a head coach, uh, Blighty, and a selector as well, um, sometimes you, you want to make sure that... And, and as a coach that has a, a, as a former player and had a profile, I've always been really conscious of making sure that um, our players know that I've got full trust and full support and belief in our support staff because I'm a big believer in us all working together. Um, and I, I look to give a lot of airtime, a lot of space to our, our assistant coaches. I suppose one thing I, I, I have learned over the journey is that um, sometimes players just really want to hear from the head coach um, a little bit and just, just get a little bit of love sometimes. So um, certainly, you know, I, I'm, so I'm trying to find that balance with not treading on the toes of our skills coaches but also having, having an impact myself. And so I'm just trying to find that balance and... Um, that's certainly something I'm continually working on. We all have work on as uh, as leaders in our in our own environments, and and that's certainly something. Um, as a head coach, sometimes you probably don't get to get into the nitty gritty of the technical coaching as much as you'd like. Sometimes, sometimes just circumstance uh, dictates that you you're in a more of an overseeing role at times. Um, so I'm really trying to get there. I love getting stuck in and. Uh, getting in the nitty-gritty of, of technical bowling, technical batting, these sort of things. So um, that's something that, that is evolving, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm absolutely loving my, uh, my role and uh, the roles I have. I continually try to evolve and, and learn as much as I can from, from uh, everyone, you know, in, in our environment and outside our environment. I think uh, you're always asking questions, always... Uh, always having conversations and uh, it's great fun. Dizzy, um, you were close to Warney and, and Simo. Just, just I can't, you know, envisage that they're not there over the in the commentary box this year, but I suppose they'll be looking down and saying, you know, get the show going on, just keep it going. But, um, I mean, it really shook the cricket world but and no doubt shook you, but hopefully we can just remember from what they were, uh, great people and, and great cricketers. Yeah, spot on, Wills. Yeah, it shook us to the core, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I remember, uh, I remember where I was both times when I uh, when I heard um, um, when Warney passed away, when uh, uh, when Simo, when Rod Marsh as well. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty mm. rough time for for our sport and uh, our brotherhood, I suppose. Um, it's been a pretty tough time. Uh, no, make no bones about that. But you know, they they guys exactly right, Wills. They'll be. Uh, Encouraging that they're just wanting uh, cricket to go on, and uh, you know I think what what the best thing the cricket community can do is you know the players have scared, they put on a show and and look to entertain our wonderful fans as, as best we can, just exactly like all those guys that I just mentioned, you know, Warney, uh, Marshy, and uh, mm. and Simo, the cornerstone of how they played the game was to entertain the fans that parted with their hard-earned dollars to to watch them play and. Uh, you know, that, that, that's certainly a massive legacy that they've left. Well said. Good luck next week. It all starts again, Dizzy. Good luck for the year. Always love chatting to you guys. Thank you. Dizzy Gillespie there uh, coaching the Strikers and the Redbacks. You were saying oh, oh, BBL 7, they won't. 07, yeah. yeah. Uh, Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Thanking Australia for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. 21 years in a row. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. And Lumo, Lumo SA. SA. 
Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Sports Day SA, Malcolm Blight and David Wildy for weeks. Discover different. That's week's homes we're talking. And Tire Power, footy final sale on now. Better get quick there. It's tomorrow. Get in your local independently owned Tire Power today. Well, Malcolm, last week we saw one of the, I'd say one of the great grand finals mm. in recent years in the Sandfall. Um, it was Nord and North. I thought the two best sides pretty well all year. And it came down to the last 90 seconds. Nord got their nose in front. Um, it played in pretty trying conditions too, wasn't it? Quite yeah, wet, it was tough. It? it was really, really tough conditions. And North led by 17 yeah. points with that 10 to go. And the CEO of the Nord Footy Club, he's a happy man. Hasn't wiped the smile off his face for the last week and a bit. James Fantasia. Uh, James, well done. What, but what a great game of footy. I was just saying earlier, whoever won was a worthy winner. But uh, for your, your side, uh, you'd be very grateful you got your nose in front at the right time. Oh, thanks, Wilds and, and Malcolm. It's great to be on the show and all those Norwood listeners out there. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've still got a smile on their face as well. But uh, oh, it was it was it was one for the ages, really. In the end, the way the the whole game unfolded, and I mean, North are obviously you know the quality side, and and for our boys to be able to just keep hanging in and 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 as you said, Wilds, you know, pull a 17 point lead at about 10 minutes to go. Uh, yeah, it was pretty special. Um, and, and I guess, uh, you know, in some ways for the boys, it was just this, um, you know, incredible resolve that they've shown throughout the year that that really was testament to, to getting the job done in the end as well. James, you've had a wonderful football journey. You know, um, I, I was part of it for a short while at the Woodville Football Club. Obviously, you started at Norwood and you've you've come back home. You've, you've been to Hawthorne, the Western Bulldogs. At, at, yep. I mean, you've been everywhere. But this journey... I, I saw a photo of you after the game mm. with your head buried in your hands. It was one of the great photos taken by Sam Fantasia, our little producer here. Um, it was a great photo. It, it, the relief and the exaltation must have been enormous for you. Uh, it is, Malcolm. And, you know, some of my special moments in footy and that journey have, have been alongside your great self. And um, and we both know what it's like to be on the losing side. I mean, if, you, if you're in this game long enough, you you, you do get to experience the, the the highs and the lows, and you know it was only a couple of years ago that North Adelaide were were way too good for us on the day, and and unfortunately for us, you know we weren't able to get the job done. But yeah, it was just the relief, uh, as you said, and, and and more more for me, it's all about the. Oh, I'm just so proud of the of the group and how much they've developed. So there's this, you know, absolute delight for for this reward that they're about to receive, and then and then to see the. The faces and the joy of of the, of the people mm. that uh, you've had so much time with, um, not not just the people that you work with, and although they're there, that's very special. But but the, but the whole fans, you know, the members, the the way that it's embraced, um, it's quite incredible, isn't it? That we, you know, this is a game that we play, yet it, it can mean so much to so many people. So I guess that's the, the culmination of you know all the work, and you just yeah, just that little moment. I think you um, you just take it on board. Yeah. James, I've seen a lot of grand finals, but Malcolm and I, we couldn't remember one where it actually rained. It absolutely poured there in the mm. first quarter for a long while. And did you feel that helped your side when you saw the heavens open up? It certainly didn't help the crowd, put about another 7,000, I reckon, to the game. But when it rained like that, do you, do you think it would have helped your team the way you play? Because you do, you do tackle well yeah. you're phys- and very physical. I do, I do, Wilds, because I think there's two things to that. One is... North Adelaide are, are, were well known to look. They, they transition the ball as good as anyone in the league, and they can score quickly. And they got some really potent players, you know, that that can uh, really really make it difficult for you in that in that forward fifty. So, 
I, I think just when the weather turned a little bit, now boys, you know, you throw in that match hardened. I think, um, as yeah. you've said, uh, part of the way they've played, very defensive. Uh, they get great, you know, shape around ball, and and that's something that uh, Jade Rawlings has, mm. you know, brought in spades to the group. And you know, uh, you know, a lot of that uh, the credit can be taken um, through him and his coaching team. And you know, they've they've really, you know, taken to to that style of footy, um, and they work on it. So, you know, it, it wasn't surprising from our point of view that we were going to get that type of contest. But but with the conditions opening up a bit, I, I think it just forced that that type of play. Um, so it did, did help us, no doubt, I think. Now, the last Norwood Premiership was 2014, James, and I think, you've, what, six years now you've been CEO? So th- this, yeah. this this is enormous for a footy club, isn't it? I mean, you know, the, the dollars and yeah, What, what the does reward. it mean to the bottom line? Yeah, that's what I'm just, I'm just about to ask oh. that. I mean, he's still yeah. counting it, James, <laughs> and you'll still be counting it, you know, with merchandise and, and memberships and, and, and checks from the sandfall. I mean, it, it is enormous, isn't it? This is, this is going to be it something... Is, and it just gives you a kick along again. Yeah, well, it's incredible you say that because, like, that one point, isn't it? One yeah. point. And, you know, we, in terms of, you know, we're a non-for-profit. We Everything that we'll put into a free club goes back to the community and driving programs and, you know, and that's the exciting part of it. So you're right, you know, merchandise is, is a big seller. Um, for me, in fact, you get a bit of prize money. But it's, it's the other parts to it, the knock-on effects, you know, your partnerships and people wanting to be part of your club. Um, it, you know, your memberships tend to grow a little bit from it as well, yeah. and you know, it, it just had enormous knock-on effects. And not not to mention, look, we had over, you know, I, I look two to three thousand people on Sunday night Jeez. that came back to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, that in itself was just uh, just a wonderful experience. And and you lose um, James Buddy five hundred. That's a difference, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. And and, and we, we've experienced it. You know, well in my time, I've experienced that as well. And and that's what happens. But you know, that was still a great celebration, you know, to celebrate a year, but you don't get anywhere near that knock-on. Um, and, in fact, to be honest, when you when you put together your cost to even put on a show like that, uh, you don't get a lot for a second in terms of prize money. Not many people will come back and, you know, it can be um, – yeah, it, it can actually be quite a, you know, deficit in a sense. But but in saying that, you know, that, that's the spoils of winning, I guess. And But we, we don't do it for the money. We, we do it for the just for the mere fact that, you know, we can – um, have the bragging rights and, and uh, you know, and our people can celebrate yeah. something pretty special. Looking at the um, the teams in the Sandfield Team of the Year, uh, Harry Boyd obviously won the medal on the day, Nick Rokar, a couple of really good, uh, I guess, recruits. And the other lad that David and I have talked about during this final series, Jack Hurd, made that team. Uh, it, there's been a bit of talk to him that maybe, maybe an AFL club might be on offer through the drafting process. So do you think you'll lose very many from this team? I think Malcolm, uh, it's an interesting one for me in particular because I don't, I don't get to see a lot of, you know, the other, you know, the field if you like. But, but gee, was I, I couldn't be, not be more impressed with Jack Hurd, for example. And if there was a question mark uh, from an AFL perspective, it might be, you know, how quick can he be with his height? And but, but what I can say to that is, when they, when they just keep getting it done, and then you actually have lined up against AFL, uh, you know, uh, drafted players. This guy has just uh, taken it all before him. Um, I don't think he's lost a, a contest in two years, to be honest, a one-on-one contest. And he was mm. his form in the in the finals last year was was exceptional. Um, he did it again through this final campaign, and oh, we, we just love him. We just think he's uh, he's very popular amongst the boys. He he's just got a great uh, great way of just giving you trust in in someone giving all their effort every day. So. Mm. Um, 
And the other two boys, uh, that's just been a great story. You know, Harry Boyd, uh, he ended up winning our best and fairest. Um, you know, he, the way that he goes about his football is, is remarkable. He, you would think he was on an AFL list. He's um, he was massive the on the day. Massive. Yeah, he's yeah. just so good, Wilts. And you know, he brings people into the game. He's all about you know how how does he make it easier for his teammates yeah. and. Um, but his own game, he's been marking the year, he gets position, he, he works both both ways. And, yeah, he, he's just a great human being. And um, and Nick was part of the reason that Harry came to us because uh, they're both Shepparton boys. And the irony there is that uh, going back a few years ago, both young men, they um, they both were playing league footy in, in that Ovens and Murray. They played against Kyabram, who I think had won about seven or eight in a row, uh, were due to win this one. And, and they got an upset win and won by a point. Oh, and both of those boys featured in that game for Shepherd. And so, uh, <laughs> so here they are, you know, uh, four or five years later, three, four years later, um, mm. mirroring that, uh, you know, with the Nord Footy Club. And, you know, Nick won a best and fairest last year, um, was runner-up this year and runner-up to the McGarry um, and, and missed that last game. So, And, and Harry's just had a, an incredible year. So... Um, they've both embraced the club, and, and believe me, our people have embraced them. Um, we've had a great connection to Shepparton for a long time, and I don't know what that is. It's Deso Dwyer territory, and uh, oh, yes. yeah, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of history uh, back in the back in the Shep mm. boys. But yeah, and they celebrated it pretty well. Just, oh, just last thing, I've got to tell you this thing. This is incredible. Here's Harry on that Sunday night. You know, he's, he's got the cup. He goes down, and I kid you not, he's got his jumper and his shorts still on. He, he stood there for a t- an hour and a half getting photos with anyone and everyone that was there. <laughs> you know, like, you know, it was just, uh, it was right. just fantastic. And it spoke volumes for, yeah. for the person yeah. that he is. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're the great things that you just get to witness and, uh, and be part of. Wow, it's just a, yeah. such a beautiful thing. James, just before you leave us, a quick word. We, we learned of the passing of Chris Grigg yesterday and we know what an outstanding man he's been and close to Norwood and Athelstan and in the footy community. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone spoke so highly of Chris. Um, your your thoughts in a couple of words? Yeah, yeah thanks, mate. I, look, Chris uh, Chris and I grew up together, and, and he's, he was in my brother's group, and they're as thick as thieves. There's a group of them, mate, and I tell you, they, the love for each other is incredible. But, but the other irony was that Chris and I played our first league game together. Um, and so I, it's always been pretty special. And But, but in these last few years, he, he had he contracted the MND and... Uh, to see someone suffer like that is just horrific. And his last few years, um, he's very much been incapacitated, and um, and he only was able to communicate, you know, through through a uh, device, computer, and yeah, device. flashing like, eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we were in, he was always in text kind of conversations with all his friends. And what I will say, and this is incredible, not once in this five years of uh, of this disease, and and those last couple of years being, you know, traumatic. Have I ever heard him complain or mm. say why me? Or it was all the opposite. It was about how he cared for people, and uh, the messaging was incredible. And so he, he's a very special man, and we're going to miss him. But he was—he's left us all with an amazing inspiration. And and the last part I will share is Sam, Samantha Veard, his his partner, um, and all the kids, and the whole family. Like what they've had to do in the last you know few years, and the support they've shown him and. Wow, this is just – they're incredible people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a sad story, uh, but it, it, it is another – you know, it's part of our – it's part of being a human being and part of our life cycle, but it's just so inspirational when uh, you see someone like that 
uh, do what they've done and it just gives us all a little bit of hope for when, it, when, when it's our turn to have to suffer or, you know, or experience those difficulties. So, yeah, um, certainly, yeah, very special. He certainly led the way. What a great man, Chris Gregg. Thanks, uh, James. Well done once again uh, for the North oh, Footy thanks, Club. Boys. Thanks for the chat. Celebrate hard, mate. No, well, hey, Malcolm, you've had plenty of experience out of it. I'm just <laughs> the best. That's what I'll say. James Fantasia, our <laughs> no, guest. Well, well, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. If you're running a small to medium business as a builder, renovator, or tiler, Beaumont Tolls wants to help you out. You can win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business. Another big show. Um, it's your last show for a while. You're off on a well-earned break. Uh, just before you go, who wins again? You're still sticking with Geelong? Yeah, look, I am. I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just, I, I admire what the Sydney Swans have done, how did, they've got there, what John Longmore has done with the team, but I've also admired what Chris Scott's done. So, yeah, I, I, I just favour, favour 15 in a row. It's hard to beat. You know I'm going to miss you. Have a great weekend, okay. Malcolm. Hopefully, for your sake, the cats get up and uh, I'll be back Monday. I'm not sure who with. It might be Richard Douglas. Uh, in fact, it will be Richard Douglas. So, glass of red tonight and uh, have a great weekend, Malcolm. Good on you. Bye, David. Bye. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au and Lumo SA. Aussie-owned, made for South Australia. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.